You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell begins a new series on the lessons he learned in the past four decades. In this first lesson, Linnell talks about the power of curiosity and learning. He asks his radio audience, why is staying curious and learning so important? And what tips do you have for better learning? Let's join the conversation. Tonight, we are talking about the power of learning and curiosity. The power of learning and curiosity. Now, you guys know I always ask questions with with every show. And the question that I will be asking tonight, or the questions I will be asking tonight, are first and foremost, why is staying curious and learning so important? Why is it so important? And then number two, what tips do you have for better learning? So those are the two questions that we're asking tonight. And um, last month, I shared with you all that Inspirational Perspective, the blog, celebrated its five-month anniversary. Well, this month, I turned the big 40. And, you know, I was asking myself, what can I do to celebrate this milestone? You know, I'm turning 40 years old, and what can I do to celebrate this milestone? And then it came to me that whatever I did should be aligned with my purpose. Now, you guys know my purpose. I've shared it on the air before. I'll share it again right now. But my purpose is to learn with fervor, teach with passion all over the world and help myself and others live the best life possible. So then I thought to myself, okay, if teaching is a part of my purpose, you know, I've learned a lot. I mean, I've learned a lot on purpose. And if teaching is a part of my purpose, then why don't I teach the top four lessons that I've learned in the last four decades? But the four lessons are first the power of curiosity and learning we're going to talk about that tonight okay and then the second lesson is the power of focus the power of focus and then we're going to tap into consistency and persistence when we talk about that when i teach on that now and i want to be clear here this is not just linnell teaching okay this is not just what i think about it Over the last four decades, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of wonderful people, a lot of great people, a lot of smart people. I've had some phenomenal mentors. I've sat under the tutelage of a lot of teachers, pastors, leaders alike. Some of you who are listening, I've learned from you. I believe that you can learn from everyone. And so what I'm doing is compiling that knowledge and basically squeezing it into these four lessons okay so the first is the power of curiosity and learning 
The second is the power of focus. The third is the power of purpose. This is not foreign to you guys. You know, you, you've heard me talk about the power of purpose before. And then last but not least, the power of love. You do not want to miss these. You do not want to miss these topics because I'll be diving deep into them. And I will be getting your knowledge as well. I'll be asking you questions, so it won't just be my knowledge. It'll be your knowledge as well. Those are the four lessons. And tonight's lesson, the power of curiosity and learning. But to start, I want to share a little bit about you know why this why this why I thought these lessons would be important because it's a huge part of who I am and why I started inspirational perspective in the first place. Like I said, 5 years ago that's when the blog started. And when I started the blog, the whole idea was to share what I had learned. And I've been doing that over the years, but not just to share what I've learned, but also to really help us understand that it is a privilege to lead, it's a privilege to learn, and that we should be doing everything that we can to learn effectively. And one of the reasons I say it's a privilege to lead is because leaders facilitate change. I've said that before, I'll say it again. Whether the, whether the change is positive, whether the change is negative, leaders facilitate change, and so as a result, they are responsible for other people's lives. And... When you're responsible for someone's life, then I think you should take it extremely serious. So what is inspirational perspective? Well, it's exactly what it says when I say it. It's the action or power of moving the intellect and the emotions related to a pristine way of looking at everyday interactions. And so that's what we'll be doing over the next few weeks. All right, so let's get into the topic, the power of curiosity and learning. And again, just as a reminder, the questions are, why is staying curious and learning so important? And then the second question, what tips do you have for better learning? Now, I talked about the four lessons already. And at first I want to start with, a lesson that I was taught by a mentor of mine. A mentor of mine, this is, this is years ago in my early 20s, taught me a great lesson about learning, but more specifically about reading. And I want to start here when we, when we go into, when we look at, you know, the power of curiosity, the power of learning. First and foremost, I think it's really important that we really begin to understand and learn what it means to read. And this is one of the very first lessons I got in my early 20s. And when I tell you it made all the difference for me in my life, it made a tremendous difference. And let let me tell you what I mean by this. The power of learning and curiosity, but from a reading perspective. When I had this mentor, you know, quick story because I really want to spend some time on the, on the four, the four stages of learning um, later in the show. I want to spend a lot of time there, but to start when, when I met this mentor, he asked me to read a book and I read the book and uh, I read the first three chapters of the book as he instructed me to do. 
And I went to meet with him and provide a synopsis of the first three chapters. Okay. And after providing a synopsis, you know, he asked me a very simple question about the first three chapters, which was what is your purpose on the planet? And I didn't have an answer for him. Now, the book said that I should work this out. It says stop in the book. It says stop and now work on what is your definite purpose. And when I was reading, or so I thought I was reading, as I was reading, basically I kind of just skimmed over that. Because when you're reading a book, are you really supposed to do exactly what the book says? I'm reading the book, and I just kind of read the first three chapters. I really didn't do or say what the first three chapters told me to do or say. Now, when I went back to my mentor, he, he asked me this question. I didn't have the answer. He, he, he gave me the very first important lesson that I want to talk about in regards to learning. And what he told me is, he's like, young man, you did not read the book. You didn't read the book. If you had read the book, then you would have stopped and did exactly what the book said to do. As a matter of fact, he also taught me that reading the words, just to say you read them, is not really reading. It's symbol acknowledgement. You know, you, you can see the symbols and articulate what the symbols say, but that does not mean that you actually have read the words because to read the words means to comprehend, but not just to comprehend, but to, then to also go do. OK, to also go do what it is that you are supposed to do. All right. So. That's reading. And when he taught me that when he taught me that. It changed a lot for me in regards to how I learned afterwards, because a lot of what I've learned came out of books. And now when I read, I don't only read to, you know, get through the book, but I read to completely understand what the book is saying. And then also to go apply. I also work on applying the knowledge before I say I read the book. So now if you say it, it takes me a while to read too. it takes me about a month to read one book. I can't fly through books partly because of that. And I, I want to read this definition that I looked up on Wikipedia about reading. It's the best definition I could find because there were other definitions to me that didn't really provide the, the real meat of what I believe reading is. OK. And the bef- best definition I could find goes like this. Reading is a complex cognitive process of decoding symbols in order to construct or derive meaning towards comprehension. All right, that's reading. And I think often when when we think we're reading, we're not necessarily really absorbing the content and making it a part of our essence, making it a part of who we are, To the point where now I know I know this information. Not only do I know it, I'm actually applying it and I'm in an outward way showing my understanding of what I read. Okay, that's reading. And that was a lesson that I learned early on about learning and about being curious that first I wanted to share with all of you. Okay. All right, so now I want to talk about my perspective on learning based on what I've learned and how I've kind of 
accumulated, you know, the knowledge that I've had over the years. And when I think about learning, I break learning down into four different stages. The first stage is the ability to navigate society and be social. The ability to navigate society and be social. Let me say about this first stage that this is basically, in my opinion, what elementary, high school, all of that's about. You, you know, it's not specialized. It's very surface. And what they're teaching you are basically the bare bone minimum of what it takes to navigate society and be social. And I'll come back to that in a second. But let me share number two. Number two is the ability to obtain specialized knowledge. So the first stage is navigating society. The second stage is specialized knowledge. And I'm going to dig deeper into that one as well, okay? So that's number one and that's number two. Number three, number three is the ability to learn from exploration. The ability to learn from exploration. All right, that's the third of the four stages of learning. And then number four is the ability to learn about yourself. The ability to learn about you and who you are and really be in a conversation with self. Okay, that's the fourth stage. Now, let me be clear. In order for you to go from one stage to another, like in, in order for you to be at stage number four, that means in a lot of ways that you would have had to go through the previous three stages. Okay? So for those of you who feel like you really know yourself, but you haven't mastered the ability to navigate society and be social, let me tell you something. You, you really don't have a clue who you are. And I know I'm probably going to make a lot of people mad tonight. But I'm serious and I'm sharing this because in order for us to properly learn, I think we have to be very aware of how to learn. Okay. So let's let's start with number one. And I'm looking at the time because I I need to spend probably about 10 minutes on each to make sure that we, we do each of the stages adequate justice. But number one. The ability to navigate society and be social. Now, let me let me break it down like this. There are things we have to know to ensure that we are not ignorant. We are not ignorant of our surroundings. We're not ignorant of society. We're not ignorant from a social perspective. And these things help us navigate our life on a rudimentary level. For instance, where is Africa? To not know that makes it a little bit more difficult to navigate life on a rudimentary level. What is a hippo? Now, what type of animal? What does a hippo look like? Again, this is the first stage of learning. Okay. All right. But the ability to to basically understand rudimentary things, all right? You know, what does that sign say? The ability to read the sign 
and say, okay, the sign says to go left or to go right. All right. This is of all a part of the first stage of learning, the ability to navigate society and be social. Now, knowing these things don't make you smart. They basically put you at the basic level. Okay. Now, you know, at this point, people aren't calling you slow. Um, they're not saying you have some type of disability. All right. Very basic. And I, I want to be clear here because, you know, some of us might think, well, I know a lot about a whole lot of stuff. But if this is the only level you're playing on, this is very basic. All right. Now, that's the first stage of learning. OK. The second stage of learning is what I would call specialized knowledge or, or actually the, the term specialized knowledge actually came from Napoleon Hill, you know, specialized knowledge. And the person who has specialized knowledge has thoroughly mastered a meaningful portion of the first stage of learning. And, and they have now decided to take on one or more areas within the first stage. Now, let me give you an example. I have specialized knowledge in human behavior or in a human's behavior with setting and attaining goals. I have specialized knowledge. So I can work with just about any human being and help them attain a goal faster and more effectively than they normally would. As a coach, that's what I do for a living. That's a specialized knowledge. I've spent years developing this knowledge, not just years, hours and years developing this knowledge. Okay. So this is a specialized knowledge. Doctors have specialized knowledge. Okay. Lawyers, attorneys have specialized knowledge. Now, mind you, an attorney or a doctor doesn't have knowledge across all things that attorneys and doctors have knowledge on. It's very special. Okay. This is the second stage of learning. And I'm sharing this tonight because I, I think it's very important for us to understand what it means to be curious and what it means to learn. Because I think often we think, oh, you know, I, I got all this figured out. You know, I'm, I'm so smart. Nobody can tell me anything. And we don't even understand what level we're playing on. Am I playing on level one? Am I playing on level two in regards to the stages of learning? All right. So that's that is stage two. Stage two is this notion that you have specialized knowledge. And we'll we'll swing back around on all of this in a little bit. OK. And I, I see the callers. I'm going to get to you in a second. I just want to make sure I explain these four stages. The third stage of learning comes with exploration. Now, here's where I'm going to lose people. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe you guys will get this. Okay. But the third stage of learning comes from exploration. Now, Linnell, what do you mean by that? At this point, at the point of exploration, you begin teaching yourself, okay? The first two, someone else was teaching you. Now, you can learn some things on your own on your own by reading and comprehending, but typically there's some type of teacher outside of yourself 
that's saying, here's the right way to do that. Here's the wrong way to do that, right? I'll take myself, for example, when I learned how to coach. When I went through a coaching certification program, there was someone who basically held my hand in those first two stages in the, in the stage of specialized knowledge and said, here's the right way, here's the wrong way, okay? You don't want to do it like that. You want to do it like this. Same thing with a doctor with surgery. Same thing with an attorney, et cetera, okay? So that, that, those are the first two t- stages. The third stage is learning coming from exploration. So let's talk about stage three, the ability to learn from exploration. So stage three is a more difficult stage for, for people to move into, and here's why. At the point that you move into stage three, you know, the ability to learn from exploration, you are now learning from yourself. And when you're learning from yourself, this requires some conversation, okay? You, you learn by experiencing things. And this requires you to step outside of your comfort zone. Now, you might say, well, Anel, people can experience things without stepping outside their comfort zone. And I would say I agree. Life as it happens, will force you to experience things. But remember, you're not experiencing that from self-perpetuated exploration. You're experiencing that because you were forced into the situation. So the context of learning is going to be different. So that does not mean that you are in stage three, okay? Stage three means I am pushing myself to explore. And the further you stray from your zones of comfort, the further you can explore the potential of your human experience. This is exploration, okay? Now, this is when you begin to move into learning about yourself to the extent where you are enlightened. And again, stage one and stage two, there's no enlightenment. You just happen to know some stuff about some stuff, okay? But when you move into stage three, now you're learning about yourself. So let's, let me give you some examples. Exploring could be going to another country. You have to move outside your comfort zone. And by going to this other country, not only are you, are you going to learn within the context of stage one, you know, around society, navigating society, you're going to learn things about your ability to do that in a different country, Right. Not only will you increase some knowledge or specialized knowledge about that particular country, but now you also begin to learn some things about yourself. You're in conversation with yourself. Like, wow, why do I feel this way? Why, Why am I sweating because I don't understand the language? Like, you're in conversation with yourself. So one of the things about this stage is no exploration, no learning. And people who have not mastered this level of learning, typically they think inside the box. This is one of the major reasons why, in a lot of ways, our society is in the shape that it's in. Because we have a lot of people who are unwilling to push themselves out of their comfort zones. One of the reasons is because it's so easy to be entertained. It's so easy to be lax. It's so easy to be lazy. So we don't push ourselves. And so we never experience the third stage of learning. We never 
learn by exploring, by pushing ourselves further and further away from our comfort. And another way to talk about this particular stage of learning is what I like to say is people get trapped. They get trapped because they avoid exploring anything outside the immediate realm of their understanding. Now, what does that mean? When I'm trapped because I won't explore anything outside the immediate realm of my understanding. In layman's terms, what that means is I don't understand. Let me give you an example. I don't understand how someone can spend $100 on a seminar. That's too much money. That's an example. Now, they don't get curious about why the person is going They get trapped by their lack of understanding. And when you allow your lack of understanding to stop you, you basically are unwilling to explore, which means you have not moved into the third stage of learning. And I think this is really important because often we think not understanding something is the end. And the idea should be that, Not understanding something should be the very beginning. If I don't understand why you said what you said, I can't stop there. I can't say, you know what? I'm not going to talk to this person anymore because I don't understand them. No, the idea would be, wow, I don't understand them. I need to engage. I need to ask questions. I need to be curious. So why don't we do that? Well, the reason we don't do that is because most of us are trapped by our lack of understanding. And to understand means we have to explore. And we don't want to explore because exploring is uncomfortable. And because exploring is uncomfortable, I'll rather stay here and just not understand. And this is this is the danger. Here's a simple question. When I want to understand something I currently don't understand, I mean, think about that. If I don't understand it and I'm on a journey called life, wouldn't the full experience of life have me wanting to understand something that I don't understand? I mean, that's if I'm willing to be uncomfortable with what I find out. Because when you find out all of a sudden, That's where enlightenment happens, right? Oh, I didn't know. Wow, now I understand. But what that means is you become dissatisfied, often with your current situation. So, this is the third stage. And this stage leads to the fourth and most uncomfortable stage of learning. And that is the stage of learning who you really are. Learning who you really are. And I'll tell you, I think one of the major reasons we have so much conflict, we have so much misunderstanding, one, because we don't want to understand, but so much contention between people, between races, between between societies, between countries, is because you have a lot of people, 7 billion people on the earth, and the majority of them don't even know who they are. They have no clue. They're just kind of moving around in living zombies. I'm telling you, this is what I believe. And 
the journey of life is a series of constantly awakening. You awake to a new day every day. To me, that is the perfect, the perfect example of what life should be like when you wake up in the morning. Because when I wake up in the morning, that means that that's the first time I woke up, but it shouldn't be the last time before I fall asleep. I should be constantly awaking, constantly learning something new, constantly understanding something new, constantly exploring new territory, constantly uncomfortable, because that is what being awake is about. But when you prefer to sleep, well, then you kind of move through life slightly unconscious, not really knowing or becoming awake to new people, becoming awake to new experiences, whether you created them or they were forced upon you. I believe that we are awaking constantly. And in the fourth stage only starts when we have become awakened to ourselves. When you become awake to your greatness, when you become awake to your power, when you become awake to your purpose on the planet. And a true awakening occurs in every aspect of your life. You know, some of us refuse to really look and learn about every aspect of who we are, the full rotation of who we are. And part of the reason why we don't do that because we don't really want to look at ourselves. We don't want to really look and learn about who we are and our imperfections. Because guess what? We all have this affliction called imperfection. And because we want to avoid that, we choose not to know who we are. But here's the deal. If you are imperfect, wouldn't it make sense to understand your flaws? I mean, wouldn't you want to know that? If you are imperfect, wouldn't it make sense to know your bad habits? I mean, if you are imperfect, wouldn't you want to awaken to who you are completely, fully? And the question becomes, are you willing to be in a conversation with yourself? And that's the reason why many of us never move to stage four. We never move to stage four because we do not want to be in that conversation. So those are the four stages. Now, I could dig a lot deeper, but at this point, I want to take a few callers and answer some questions. So that is what we will do. Ricky, you're on the air, man. How are you? Yeah, a little late, but make this quick. Um, I just want to understand what you said about learning and being curious. I believe that, yes, it's a difference between learning and gathering information. Oh, yes. Because, yes. Yes. Being yes. curious. You could be curious all you want, but that's pretty much to me, gathering information. And you can have the most, you can have people that, so to, so, so to speak, on the floor, mm-hmm. on the yard or whatever, they are some, some of the most intelligent, smart people. Could they gather all the information or they do nothing with it? Yep. And you have absolutely. some of the words. So I just want you to, you know, I just want to say that real quick and you go back to try to get sound and hey man, keep on going. I'll catch hey. you a little early next time. Yep. Ricky, thanks for that, man. That, that was awesome. 
Hey, let me talk about curiosity. The, the reason why I, I called it not just the power of learning, but I call it the power of curiosity and learning is because curiosity is what causes you to ask the question in the first place. And if you notice, most rigid institutions, right, who are trying to brainwash you don't like questions. I think it's the number one way to tell if you're involved in something that you shouldn't be involved in is to get curious on them and, and see how quick they shut you down. They don't want curiosity. They want somebody who's going to follow the flow, somebody who can stay within stages one and two. <laughs> they don't want you to begin pushing for exploration and getting curious on them. Um, and I, I love what Ricky said about this whole notion that gathering knowledge is not the same as applying knowledge. It's very different. And we got a lot of information gatherers out there who don't do anything with it. So the challenge is now what? You got it. Now what? Go do something. Make yourself uncomfortable. Move to stage three. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.